Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Amanda. I'm Eve. And tonight we are talking about One Chicago. All the Chicago's. Every single one. All of the Chicago's. No, Med, Fire, and then PD last. All right. So the preview last week had us, like, it. I feel like I thought something was actually going to, like, really happen to Maggie. And I'm really glad it didn't. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't want anything bad to happen to her. But they, they, that was, uh, what is that called when you're catfishing? Not catfishing. Like, clickbait. Watch bait. <laughs> Watch bait. They do this every single time, though. And I know we've said this with Grey's Anatomy too. Mm. That if they show us some like terrible, terrible like preview, and we're like, ah, then we know that everything's going to be okay. But then if it's that they don't show us anything, that's when we can worry about it. Yeah, exactly. I wasn't terribly worried about Maggie because I know how these previews work, and I was like okay this is gonna be over dramatized and it's gonna be yeah. like something that ends up being nothing well I thought she was like gonna get hurt or something but I mean Ben wasn't even in town like I thought like there was gonna be more drama when it came to that like he was I... gonna like show up to the hospital and there was gonna be like you know quick question about Ben though mm-hmm. what school does he work at where he never has to be at school I know he's always because like he's always either like at the hospitals like oh one of my kids fell off the jungle gym broke his arm and I followed him to the hospital it's like <laughs> who does that do you have enough staff at your school where you can just do that exactly <laughs> you know not judging just you know I, I need to know these things because you know my school is struggling so I want to know their secrets exactly i think we all need to know his secret i think he just i don't know maybe on his lunch but like teachers lunches are like not long yeah they feel like five minutes so i don't know maybe they just have like a lot of stand-ins <laughs> they have a lot of extras on set to cover so <laughs> but but also- it, it ended up being nothing because he wasn't even there and i was like well I mean, first of all, I'm glad Maggie wasn't hurt. I'm glad she's fine. But I'm like, yeah. first of all, nothing bad happens to Maggie. Okay, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then no dramatics because Ben's not even there. Yeah. So I feel like... It really, I feel like this is going to be a fight later on. It has to be because nothing came from it this episode. Yeah, I feel like that was like a setup. Like Maggie even just walked straight into the e- to the ED. She wasn't yeah. even like on a stretcher. Or... Well, like the, also the car hit like the back of his car. So, I mean, there was no like impact on either of them. So I don't know. The, <laughs> it, it was just really odd to me because I was like, n- why did they even bother with this whole big accident if nothing came from it? So I think it's just... Yeah. Some- other vehicle they're going to use to draw a wedge between Maggie and Ben, which mm-hmm. I'm really worried about. I like Ben. If anything happens to them, it's all Maggie's fault. So it's 
I don't like this Grant. I don't. No, he he's nothing but trouble. He's like who? She he hasn't talked to her in how many years? And then she tries to connect him with his daughter, and then he's just showing up. Ooh, come ride in this in my new old car. Like, get out of here. Shoot. Like, um, Shoot. Dude, no, I'm working. Also, we're not friends. Go away. Like, in the middle of her workday, who does that? Like, just that'd be like if I walked into your school and was like, hey, come check out this new car I got. Come for a ride with me. <laughs> well, except. <laughs> That's a little more likely because we actually are friends. Like, Maggie, <laughs> and I'm like, why are you walking into, you know, the workplace of a woman who you really don't have any connection with other than a daughter that a you daughter gave adoption who's when not, you were a teenager? Who's not there anymore. Yeah. And now you're just showing up. It's like, no, she, she made it very clear from the beginning. Exactly. I'm in this so that you can have a relationship with Vanessa. The end. That's it. I'm not involved. And now she's walking out of her workplace to go on a joyride in his fancy new car. Like, what is up yeah. with that? This it is. I don't know. I don't like hating on the Chicago shows, but this, I don't like this storyline. Like, it maybe it's because I love Maggie and I don't like them messing with Maggie. But I mean, it just seems silly. Did <clears throat> we know from? Did we know f- for a while that the actress who plays Vanessa was leaving? I didn't know because I'm wondering if her wanting to leave was so sudden. Now they're having to kind of change the story around now that Vanessa isn't there. I'm not sure. I think because... they're just trying to put a wedge in between Maggie and Ben now. Have some drama come up there. We we didn't even see much of Ben since they've gotten married and things were good. So why are they having to drive a wedge between them now? I don't, I don't know. know. It doesn't make any sense to me, like, completely at all. Be better I, don't... I mean, we barely ever see Ben. Like, why do we gotta mess with them? They're good. Yeah, he's at work teaching the youth of America. Leave him alone. He's fine. He's just in there every other day with students that just keep getting hurt on his watch. I don't know. <laughs> but it, it's okay. He goes to the hospital to make sure they're okay. Yeah. So that makes up for it. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with Maggie not telling Ben, though, about the accident? I do not agree with that. I am very... Now, granted, I am not married. I'm not in any kind of, you know, committed relationship. But is that not something husbands and wives are supposed to share with each other? Like if you got into, yeah. a, like if you got into a car accident and you were fine, but if mm-hmm. you got into a car accident, wouldn't you tell your Ben that the accident happened? Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> unless ben, I was hiding something. Because Ben, Maggie's Ben. <laughs> is he's going to be rightfully pissed at her yeah he never told him you say my husband would be very um unhappy with me if i went joyriding with my high school boyfriend who fathered my child <laughs> in the middle of a work day reminiscing about the good old days and trying to mac on her like no while he's at a conference yeah 
I just, mm, no, no, it doesn't sit right with me. Like, and I'm mad at Maggie right now. I'm just mad at Maggie for first going for keeping it from Ben from all this unnecessary secrecy. And I hate it too. I hate being mad at Maggie because she's been one of my favorites since the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And now I have to be mad at Maggie. I don't like it, but Ben's going to find out because that's how these things always go. Oh yeah. I think Will will slip. (laughs) Will's always causing trouble. He had a lot on his plate um, this week. He did. That was a wild case. Yeah, the mom and the young daughter, that one. I don't know. What did they call it? The, the oh, surgery okay. they did? It was like round robin surgery. I don't know. That's the only thing that's coming to mind. But I feel like that's something they've done on Grey's Anatomy. Like they did a massive one there where it was like 12 yeah. people involved or something. Yeah, that one was. I remember that one. Um, no, do they do this in real life? Because it sounds like a big deal to have to put together and arrange it's like a lot of moving parts I think yeah I'm I'm sure it's happened before but I'm sure it's not like a common it doesn't happen in one you know 45 minute uh tv episode <laughs> yeah sure it does I'm talking about <laughs> that's real life that's how it works <laughs> no I this this case as soon as she came in i mean you we all knew that she was jaundiced as soon as she came in i think we've all watched oh yeah saw her i was like that girl is jaundiced and i don't need to be a doctor to know that (laughs) she was like yellow yellow yeah and they're all i don't know they kept like looking at her i'm like what are you looking at obviously i can tell what it is like you don't need to run a single test i know what it is already (laughs) pick me pick me Even like the mother, what's wrong with her? I'm like, come on. Do you not have any common sense? (laughs) I've been bringing my daughter and be like, "Uh, she's jaundiced, but I don't know why. Figure it out. It's like, um, obviously what's wrong with her is that she's literally yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, did you not have eyes? Or do we need to be concerned about you? Yeah, she has. She ended up having like advanced liver disease which is so crazy to like see in a teenage girl a teenager period the the way that i thought this case was going was i thought that i don't know somehow like medical negligence or whatever was going to end up being involved because like how does someone not you know like I'm being judgy McJudgerson, but how does a teenager have kidney failure that advanced and no one, and like, she shows no symptoms and like no one. It's weird. I mean, but who knows? I think her mom was a recovering alcoholic, right? Yeah. So I guess not very long, right? Like she thinks, was it six months? Did I, I am I remembering that correctly? No, I think six months is, I think Will had told her that she can be a donor if she's been for at least six months. Yeah, you're right. So I don't think it was ever made clear how long she's been in recovery. Yeah, but it's been over, at least over six months, we know. Well, I'm just trying to think, like, what are the causes of, like, the mom not noticing anything was going on? Because wouldn't there be other symptoms besides her, you know, being jaundiced and everything? 
I mean, you would think, but who knows? If she's a teenager, if she's a teenager and didn't say anything to her mom, then maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they thought it was normal that, you know, whatever her symptoms were, maybe they thought it was normal. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But I I really thought the mom would be able to donate. And I was a little upset when she couldn't. <laughs> and then I like, it's just whenever she's like, I have like, I don't think I can donate. I immediately was like, oh, this girl's adopted. <laughs> You can oh, tell I, I watched too much drama TV. Like, oh, I thought it was something super shady. And then she's <laughs> just like, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm like, well, that's oh not God. very just I'm like, well, that's kind of boring. <laughs> I was like, ooh, who's the real mom? <laughs> nope. That's not where we went with this. So after we find out the mom couldn't donate or whatever, they said that they can't they, she has no relatives which by the way this this happens a quite a bit in all the medical shows like we have there's no relatives how many people are out there with like zero relatives i'm glad you said something because i'm sitting there thinking maybe i'm just the weird person who happens to know a lot of their extended family but is it normal that somebody has zero family yeah zero like, like are there no, no relatives like are there no like distant <laughs> cousins you know on the other side of the country or or something like how does someone have no relatives and they always say oh like there are no relatives her dad died you know however many years ago i'm like what about cousins where's the or family or uncles or <laughs> like i don't know somebody <laughs> i mean I feel like if it happens once in a while, like I could like see, but I feel like every single time, that's why I just thought it was like an adoption or something because like, I feel like they're always like, there's no real relatives or a kidnapping. That would have been juicy. A kidnapping. I think I've seen that one. once. <laughs> no, they start, they did this, I guess it's called a pair exchange. So Roberta needs a kidney. So her husband, Frank, donates to Lydia which is the teenage girl wait didn't she need some other wasn't it a liver or because I yeah because I feel like they had a conversation that you know it would be a different recovery so I think like the husband donated his kidney to the teenager Lydia and then Lydia's mom donated part of her liver to no Lydia needed the liver I think Frank donated part of his liver to Lydia and then Danielle the mom donated one of her kidneys to Roberta okay that was it I knew it was like two different organs I couldn't remember (laughs) I couldn't remember which one belonged to who but that's I think that's what I think that sounds right in my head yeah I think you're right also, I mean, I don't want to forget about talking about him, but the new resident, I like him. I liked him. And he's friends with um, Gallo, which, yes, real quick, I completely forgot that Gallo had a first name and it's not Gallo. Oh my gosh, me because too. Because he called him Blake. I was like, who in the heck? I was like, who is that? Are we supposed to know him? I was like, oh, that's Gallo. Oh, yeah. Blake. I was like, who? Blake, that's right. <laughs> At first, I was like, who in the heck is Blake and why do we care about him? 
<laughs> I did the same thing, but I didn't, I don't think I even noticed it on med. It was, they called him Blake on fire too. Or he called himself Blake. Yeah, that's right. He he did. And I was like, ooh, that sounds weird. Like, why are we using his first name all of a sudden? In this like, what is going on? <laughs> Trying um, to be more but, personable. Yeah, this, but I don't know. This Dr. Lewis's name, he made mm-hmm. me a little nervous because remember the whole conflict we had with um, Crockett's, um, I don't know if it was a resident or a fellow or whatever but remember the issues we had with him so I wasn't really mm-hmm. excited to meet yet another new <laughs> person very true but this one seems okay so far I mean I mean he seems eager to learn I mean he seemed he, he I, I don't really have much else to say about him no, he seems I like I just re- I guess he stood out more for me I really I like, liked him I like him he seems okay well you brought up Crockett so let's jump into this case that Crockett decided to help Sharon with to meet uh Jack Dayton Jack Dayton I always forget his name sounds Um, like a celebrity Jack Dayton I know Crockett didn't want to do it at first though which I don't blame him either I mean I think he's getting really tired of this yeah because he had that week where he was you know being you know interviewed and everything i think he's just sick of all of the extras me what newbie like just let me do my doctoring stuff and be, leave me alone exactly it's exactly what needed to happen but but he no. is very charismatic i mean who else would who else was sharon supposed to go to i think he really was the best man for the job but they need 10 million dollars I mean, it's like, that's a lot. Like, I don't even know what $10 million even looks like. I wouldn't want to go to somebody and ask for $10 million either. Well, she said $10 million or suites with MRI machines, which I think they add up to be in the same, same, but whenever, I don't know. Whenever I hear numbers that big, $10 million, my first thought is where is this money coming from? (laughs) Who has this money sitting around <laughs> just donate like wh- where does it come from is like are they printing it like in their basement or something like investments has- <laughs> it's just crazy <laughs> to me it's like I don't care how smart you are with the money like how does one get that much money I need to know please share, <laughs> please share because I could use just I don't need 10 million but you know I could use you know just a chunk of that it would be very nice and helpful. Thank you. Share your secrets. <laughs> so, yeah, but I think it was the whole um, the case that he worked on with Will mm-hmm. kind of got him to that dinner. So I think it really got him yeah. thinking, hey, you know, we need more like we need the ability to be able to do more things like this, which I think Will brought up. Yeah. And it is kind of, it is refreshing to see them kind of, sort of getting along, being on the same page because they've just been sniffing at each other every week. So I know. And I'm getting a little tired of it. I mean, we all, we all love Crockett. We all like Will. Like they they don't need to be besties, but they just need to stop like being at each other all the time. Bickering like two old women. Yeah. Stop. (laughs) It's not fun. We don't want to see that anymore. No. But I mean, 
of course, Jack Dayton, which I think we called him being a big part of this season when we first met him. But he really is. I mean, he is starting to become a regular, which is kind of weird because he has nothing to do with the medical field. No, he's what, an engineer or something like that? He's part of an engineering company. Like every episode he shows up in, I'm like, wait, why is he still here? I know. I'm like, why do they keep going? He just keeps like coming around. It's strange. He's like an okay guy. I like him. Just I do too. Why is he still around? Like he's not a doctor or anything. Not that there aren't other valued professions, but why are you still here? Exactly. I don't know. It's it's odd, but I mean, I like the guy. He after they pitch the idea to him, then I mean, he says he's going to do it even better. I mean, this guy's than, amazing. What's even better than ten million dollars? Like, I really need twelve to... million. Oh, twelve million? No, I don't know. <laughs> well, that is better. But he said, "I'll do you even better." I'm like, "How?" Yeah, exactly. Please tell me how. Well, once you're at ten million dollars, is there really much of a difference between ten million and like twelve million? Really. Once you get that high up there, well, yeah. So, I mean, the better than $10 million, I mean, that was pretty good news. I think that was better than Sharon was hoping for, really. Yeah. Like, I think she thought that $10 million was pushing it, but, I mean. Hey, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I need the next episode to come. This next little topic that we're going to jump into, I... I have words about I Ethan do, this I week. I do too, but I, I want to hear your words first. Ooh, my words are not kind. No, I mean, not, not 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 kind. I am, I love, I love Ethan and April, but I feel very robbed of being so dedicated into the relationship since the very beginning and then they see each other one time at the cemetery. And then all of a sudden they're getting married like next week. Like That's what? Not- they were dancing at that club the, the oh, one time. Oh my gosh. A one night stand. So there you go. <sighs> but yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, whoa, wait, what is like, I had to go back. Mm-hmm. Like it's a wedding invitation to what wedding? Because <laughs> I didn't even know they were dating. <laughs> We saw no proposal. We've seen no April. She's not even around as far as we know. How do we know they're actually getting married? I don't know. I feel like it's all just... I feel like it's a very lazy way to write Ethan off the show. Oh, no. She came in with her hospital buddy. Oh, that military guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that part. Oh, that seals... But they weren't even, like... I don't think they were even (laughs) dating then. And that was, like, like a few weeks ago. What happened? Just being robbed of everything. I feel like they're just getting lazy. They're like, uh, well, they're getting know, married. Well, I want to see it. Well, you no, know, we got to get rid of Ethan. Well, let's just marry him off to April and be done with it. Like, <laughs> well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna marry these two people, we need to see everything. No, and everybody was just so like, oh, that's such great news! Yay! I'm like, and nobody's like, gonna say nothing. Nobody. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great news. But I need more info. 
exactly where and how and why and went like I need all the answers yeah I wanted to see a proposal I mean this is a couple that we've been rooting for since the beginning of their relationship like I loved them from the very beginning and then I just really feel robbed like if Ethan's gonna go out and if Ethan's leaving the show and April's not coming back to the show at least give us one episode of a good proposal before they leave I mean that would be a good plot you dick wolf you can make it up to us by giving us a wedding at least let I us see better a see a wedding at i will riot see the wedding and then maybe we'll forgive you i better see a wedding if there's no wedding we will keep watching but we will be very upset i'm gonna pout like when he was when archer finally said something to him that guy that just like ran in first that was odd because i don't i'm just never seen anybody like come in and get a doctor and run to their home but i understand why same question as the whole teaching thing in what hospital (laughs) are doctors able to just get up and walk out and be like oh okay i'll just leave the hospital and exactly go help you even though i have no idea what the emergency could possibly be (laughs) like yeah like to me it was a little bit dangerous like how do they know what they're walking into it could just be, I don't know, maybe this guy just needs a little CPR and he'll be fine. <laughs> but like these surgeons are just up and leaving the emergency room. Exactly. They're they're gonna go help Buddy. Which by the way, I felt so bad for Buddy, man. This was a sad one for me. This episode made me so mad. That poor man. I know. When they lifted his shirt at first, I thought he was like shot. It like looked like a perfect like circle so i thought he was like he had gotten like shot and then like you know didn't obviously didn't take care of it and it got infected and everything honestly that probably would have been less sad than what it turned out to be i know (laughs) it sucks and i don't know you know our medical dramas are pretty good at bringing real life into the screen so i i guess the even sadder part the more sad i don't even know if sadder is a word but it is now the saddest part of this is that i'm sure that this happens in real life yeah oh yeah not just homeless people but simply people who just are easily taken advantage of and don't know any better yep it was just really sad he has that like new freaking hospital bracelet on so this has obviously been seen by a medical professional so i don't know I mean, pretty much the system failed him. That's the, that's the whole baseline of this whole story is the system has failed this man. And it's heartbreaking. And I agree with Jeanette. I think this is what is going to take Ethan away. I think this was the episode to kind of gear up Ethan leaving. I think him getting married to April, he's going to go... He seemed to be like a... I'm trying to think of the word. But yeah, I I agree. I think this is going to be the thing that takes Ethan away because I mean he I mean he was definitely affected by it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And this I mean this happens a lot with veterans and stuff because they don't get the help that they need. And like this was even elective surgery, right? Like somebody yeah. this poor man into getting a surgery that he doesn't even need. Yep. That whole case had me just fuming, but uh, that, yeah, I mean, this wasn't 
there was a lot of cases this week like gloria for instance oh that one made me really sad too holy moly that one reminded me of um the uh was it station 19 episode after the assault and having to go through the exam and everything Mm -hmm. that's what they reminded me of and just oh i mean but hannah and nelly she immediately broke my heart i didn't think she was gonna talk openly at all but hannah going over there and nelly both going over there and sitting her down and making her feel safe and not forcing her to talk but talking lightly to her and it was all handled very uh patiently and gracefully and i like that yeah and if you think back to when we first met nelly holy cow she's like a completely different doctor now Mm -hmm. i love nelly now yeah i do too she's she's grown on me but i mean she says she she'd be as soon as she started that story i was like oh here we go because she had one drink and then couldn't remember anything until she woke up that's almost always bad news unfortunately um and this was super hard to watch and it's so i don't even know the word i can't even i mean i can't imagine having to go through that is extremely upsetting and i hate when they do episodes over this but it is important for them to at the same time it's hard to watch but that's it is. supposed to be yeah i mean it's also hard to think about real life but it happens every day and you know to make matters even worse turns out you know she has a whole other reason uh-huh. to not report it because she's undocumented so yeah. it was like one thing after the other with this poor girl i know she had stuff in her system she signs she was assaulted she's undocumented and then Haley brings in another case that's um, almost the same it's very similar it's and then, pretty much exactly the same yeah thing. enough where hannah was like wait a minute mm-hmm. but you know luckily nelly really came through and convinced her to you know report to Haley. Mm-hmm. but and i know they disagreed but i was i don't know what the right thing to do there i understood both sides of them i did but i'm glad that she eventually reported it i think that was the best thing to do you can't let these people get away with stuff like this we have a couple um, of things to recover from the heaviness of this episode so we do that's i mean be a nice little break it is it's not coming back till december 7th and i mean based on the preview jack dayton kept his word the new or is getting used on the fall finale or mm-hmm. 2.0 sounds OR fancy 2.0. i need to know about this new you know or 2.0 <clears throat> and i guess crockett's gonna be the lucky one to test it out <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to be the guinea pig on that one. But of course, Will is mad at him about something, so. 
Will. Will doesn't have much room to talk. Well, you know, one or both of them have to be upset about something. So I guess it's Will's turn. It is. That's fair. But they're not showing much of anything. So now I'm really worried. I don't have any, like, there's there wasn't like a pit in my stomach when I watched it. So I don't think anything too bad is going to happen. But they could surprise me. They like doing that. So I guess we can't know for sure. But we're really, we'll see. Oh, all right. Well, I think that's all for med. And as we always love to say, why don't we jump into fire and then Marine is going to join us. And then she she knows it's like magic. Magic. We got more of Kelly playing fire cop, if that's, you know, what we want to call it. Fire cop. I like fire cop. Fire cop. <laughs> I mean, that's what Jeanette put in the notes. I'm like, what is that? Okay, I get it. That's clever. I like it. I'm going to use it forever. But we also, unfortunately, we also had to see, you know, our, you know, best friend, Prima. I don't Mm -hmm. hate Prima. I don't hate him anymore, but still, I'm like, is there literally no one else? (laughs) Well, the thing like, is, what's wrong with intelligence people? Can can we just use that? Well, I agree with you there. <laughs> I didn't like him at first for obvious reasons because he was an idiot when it came to Kelly. And yeah, I mean, you you just don't get to be that way. And even when Kelly came on that one case with the safe, he was being an idiot. But he has yeah. since recognized that Kelly is very very good at his job, and will now go to Kelly when he has a need for it because Kelly's the best at his job. So I mean, that's what he does. He asks him for help. I didn't think that the explosions in the building were what it ended up being. I thought it was going to be something, I don't know, different. I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it to be a gun dealer showing off samples of a product. I I did. That was not even on my radar anywhere. I'm like, huh. Okay. I mean, it's a bad thing still. Like I was expecting Mm -hmm. it to be something huge and that is huge. But for some reason, I I don't know what direction I thought it was going in, but I didn't think it was that direction. Yeah. I was and like, I, oh, really? That's that's it? That's what's happening? And I think the reason it caught me so off guard is because A, it's not a fire. B, it's not even an explosion, which is fire adjacent. It's a gun, which has nothing to do with being a firefighter or even investigating arson in any capacity, way, shape, or form. None. Mm-mm. So I don't I was reading something where some people thought that maybe this was um, they're trying to give Kelly an out or Taylor Kinney an out by pushing him in this direction. Mm. And I don't like that. Like if you're going to push him out to go be an arson investigator, then push him into being an arson investigator. Don't bring in these random police things that have nothing to do with him or 51 or firefighting in yeah. any capacity. I, I, I didn't yeah. like that. Yeah, I was really confused by it because I'm thinking, wait a minute, is this PD or fire? Because mm-hmm. this seems like a really good storyline yeah. for PD. Well, I noticed they were doing that on Med because I'm I'm two episodes until caught up. I'm I've just finished season eight, episode six today. So Ooh. I even noticed on like the last season seven and into the beginning of season eight, they even were taking over some PD style cases like i dr scott obviously used to be a police officer but 
I've noticed that these PD cases are infiltrating all of the Chicago shows more than I just, I want med to be med. I want fire to be fire and I want PD to be PD. <laughs> and I guess, you yeah. know, crossovers every once in a while are oh, yeah. fine, but yeah, let everyone, have, let everyone have their own thing. Yeah. They need to stay in their lane with the crossovers. But, let them come over to PD. If there's a fire or an explosion. Yeah, exactly. If you need I a don't cop want, on like, med, the med people. I don't want the med people like solving police cases. No. Like if, like if we're gonna have a crossover, wonderful. just put our PD people in the episode. Exactly. <laughs> the reason we love them is because they're good at what they they're do. supposed to be doing, <laughs> exactly. not at you know police officers when they're actually firefighters. <laughs> Come on. And I feel like uh, I, I heard you guys because uh, I'm not always on these podcasts, but I'm usually listening in some capacity. So I heard you guys say how it was a cheap way to get rid of Ethan. And I feel like if that's what they're doing to Severide, it's the same thing. Of course, they have to sort of make mm-hmm. it easy transition out. But I, I hope that's not what they're doing because Taylor Kinney, he carries a lot of the show. Yeah. I mean, he's is he my top number one? No, but like people love this character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people watch Chicago Fire for Severide. So I, I don't know. I just it's just this storyline was the only storyline in this week that I was like, I don't really like this. If they decide to write off Severide, I'm going to pout all the way through the rest of Fire. I'm still going to watch it. I think everybody I'm will. <laughs> I'm not going to give up, but I'm going to watch it and I will be very upset. Yes, I will. I won't be happy either, but I think it benefits us. I think it benefits us that Severide is not our number one for any of us. On Yeah. I think maybe Shelby. Shelby's no, Joe Cruz. One. Cruz is her number one. No, I think Kelly overrides Cruz. Attractive wise, but when we did our top ten, Cruz was up there. Cruz is number one. I think Cruz is her number one guy, but Severide is pretty up there. He's pretty up there for me. But like, I I would, I'll be sad when Severide leaves. I really hundred percent. I don't want him to leave, but also I understand he's been on the show since season one and in season eleven, eleven years now. I know that they are pushing more towards fire investigation and doing the arson stuff, which I like watching him do the arson stuff. I always have. Mm-hmm. I do too. I would like watching him do squad three rescues more. Exactly. He'd be but a boss man. At some point he is going to have to retire. I mean, he's not young. So yeah. all firemen have to retire at some point. So, I mean, it was a grenade launcher that he found and it, there was the dirty cop thing. Now I actually kind of get where Primo was coming with wanting Kelly and Stella to sign off. I obviously yeah. understand where Kelly and Stella are coming from because Kelly has this overriding fear and need to protect Stella at all costs, no yep. matter at who else's expense, because that's just the kind of guy Severide is with the people he loves, but it would, this is such a huge deal that if they could, I think that Prima should have marketed as we need your signature to get him out and he will be on a very short lease leash and he will be watched and governed by people who are not dirty cops. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they would have signed I, it then. I was definitely on Prima's side because I understood where he was coming from. Like this was a big deal. He really needed this guy out so he could help yeah. with this case. Mm-hmm. But I feel like his approach could have been different because he had to know that Kelly was going to be like, heck no, I am not signing off on anything <laughs> like that. So, I mean, I want to use, you know, more grown up words, but I don't want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he had to know that would have been Severide's reaction. So I'm not sure why yeah. it didn't occur to him to think of, you know, a better 
way to approach that. Well, I think he or thought plan he could, B. I, yeah, exactly. I think he thought too that he could butter him up with this case first. And I think that's actually because he wasn't thinking it through. I think if it would have been in a straight arson case where he needed Kelly's expertise, but even mm-hmm. when Prima first gave him this case, Kelly was like, why are you, why are you coming to me with this? And then in the end, when he said, I need you to drop the charges, then Kelly was like, okay, so you were just using me, trying to placate me so I could give you what you wanted in the end. And that yep. just set him off more. <laughs> exactly. So he didn't think that, he thought he could butter him up with a case, but it wasn't a legitimate fire case. So he he completely missed his mark there. I mean, if he wanted to butter him up, fine. But maybe try with a real arson case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not a case that has nothing really to do with his skill set. Right? Exactly. I mean, Kelly's smarter than this. <laughs> He's so smart. I just, it's just kind of demeaning. I mean. It is. It's rude. It's manipulative and it's passive aggressive. And it's, it's, and I think Prima sort of knew that when he came into that, because he came in there with like a deep sigh and he just kind of knew that he was going to fight, but he did it. I think his other, his other thing here was, I think his plan B was to appeal to Stella at the end. Mm-hmm. He did do that. And I think that that's going to come into play later. And this, this, you know, this wasn't the only conflict that we had this week. We had some disagreements with Cal- Gallo and Carver too on I didn't the calls. I not like that either. No, because I was so, that was one of the things we said on last week's podcast too, was that we were excited that Gallo got Carver to come out of his shell. And it looked like Carver and him found some solid footing and solid ground. And I was excited for how they were going yep. to move forward, not step back. I was very, I don't know if upset is the right word, but I didn't like it. Yeah, I was just very annoyed because- I was very disappointed. I was very disappointed. Um, But um, Carver, like, I get where he was coming from. I mean, Gallo's act, Gallo, the way Gallo works, I can see why that's frustrating to him. But also, it's not his job- to be telling Gallo what he should and shouldn't be doing. Like, exactly. He's not, a, he's, not Gallo, he's not Gallo's lieutenant. He's not his superior in any way at all, except that he's been, you know, a firefighter for longer. But still, that doesn't give him license to nope. tell Gallo what he should and shouldn't be doing. So I was like, I was sitting there the whole time going, oh God, stop talking. Yes, <laughs> That's I know. It's driving me insane. Go away. It's ego, and it has no place in a fire when you have to depend on your partners, your equal mm-hmm. part. If you are not a lieutenant, you are an equal level, equal partner with everyone else. There yep. is a difference if, in this situation, it was a matter of speed, and that's clearly Gallo's expertise. Mm-hmm. It would be different if it was like a chemical and someone was saying, no, we can't go to this chemical because this is what it does to you. And then you would back off listening to that person who has greater knowledge, like deferring to someone who has more knowledge in that way. But yep. this wasn't a situation like that. This was where they all had the same training. They all had the same understanding. And Gallo has done this stuff before. Mm-hmm. It's, and not odd. Odd is not the word I want to use. A rare, maybe? Rescue? That's yeah. sort of, that's in Gallo's wheelhouse. Not Carver's. Exactly. I mean, I didn't think of anything like, he kicked out a window. Like, why are you throwing a fit? Because you didn't think of it first. Right. Like, wh- <laughs> who cares if it your was cribbing was out? Put it away. Decision. Like, I would have been like, not hey, to- you know, that was a really good idea. Like, awesome job. That's what exactly. you should have done. Not 
thrown a fit because I swear he just threw a fit because he didn't think about it first. Mm-hmm. Not to it's mention, Gallo's been, been on this team longer. Yes, Car- Carver has more experience as a firefighter, but he's the newbie. He's mm-hmm. new to this team. This is how Gallo works. And Stella's cool with it. Yeah. His lieutenant is okay with it. He's not yeah. doing anything that Stella isn't cool with. And as far as we know, this is the first team that Carver was hired to. I think yeah. he was a floater before, wasn't he? And he wasn't always a firefighter because there's those pictures that we saw of him on a construction site. So we don't know how much, how many years he has on Gallo, but we know that he hasn't been on a team in a team structure in a long time. And in those situations, you have to rely on the person who does have the team because their focus is going to be on what's best for everyone involved rather than just, okay, it's me in this, my own little world. I need to decide what's best for me and this person. Gala was thinking for everybody involved while Carver was just thinking of an individual. Well, we know Carver is, has been a firefighter the same amount of time as he's as Stella. They graduated together. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but who knows if he... I think that's a continuity firefighter error. Firefighter all that time. Or maybe he took breaks. Yeah. I think I think he got some... I think after his burns, probably, maybe he didn't firefighter fight. Mm-hmm. fight, fight fires? Well, there was that one episode where Stella confronted him about it, and she said, so I know you didn't get that firefighting. And he made it seem like that was correct. But yeah. then he was also trying to hide from her what the real reason is. So maybe that's why he was making her seem it was correct. I don't know. But I do agree. It was it was just it was an ego thing. That's all it was. He was upset that this younger kid who and you can hearken it back to when Stella told him to clean Carver to clean all the compartments. And mm-hmm. he was like, well, she obviously will never ask Gallo to do it. So he's got this underlying problem with it's not even with Gallo himself. It's that he is so insecure that he needs his ego fed. And when this person who makes him feel inferior gets it right and does something praiseworthy he feels he has to take him down a peg and then he acted surprised that gallo was upset at this conversation (laughs) i don't know if it was surprise or just he was annoyed that gallo was annoyed at the conversation like well how do you expect him to react to someone scolding him who isn't his boss with bowing and deferment apparently like, how is he supposed to respond to that? Like, <laughs> exactly how he did. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny I mean, that that Carver kind of he sees Gallo as be making him feel inferior because Stella's got the special place for him. He thinks, but then Gallo feels the same way mm-hmm. about Carver. Who said he has a point? Was that Severide who said to Stella he has a point, or was it Stella who said that? I don't remember. Oh, they were having a conversation and she said she was telling, I feel like she was telling Severide that Gallo said all this. And one of them said, well, he's got a point. I think it was Severide. Was it Severide? I think think Severide told her he has a point. That makes sense. I mean, he's always pretty truthful with her. I mean, he always tells her the things she doesn't want to hear, so... And then Carver wouldn't even admit it. Like there was a beef. At least Gallo admitted. Yeah. Yeah. There's a problem. But Carver tried to play it off. Like, no, everything's great. Everything's fine. Okay. Come on. The, 
she's not stupid. Stop. We just got to a place where you were starting to understand how this house works. And now you're treating her like she can't see what's in front of her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Be better, Carver. More than that. Come on. I either need him to leave or get with the program. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I like Carver if I can just trust them more. Yes. It's, there's no consistency them. to his character. It's like yeah. two steps forward, one step back every episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting really dizzy and I'm sick of it. I'm like, do we like Carver or do we not like Carver? I'm good with either one. Yeah. But we just need to pick one and stick with that. And I think that with Carver, like this tension that he has every week, because last week he was better. There wasn't, it wasn't like he was filled with this anger and frustration. We could like him better, Mm -hmm. but he changed it back again to where he had all this animosity. Yeah. I mean, it continued on to the next call as well. Mm -hmm. When Gallo tried to climb up that, what is this stuff called? The The scaffolding. It yeah. was um no, it was like the was garden a, um trellis. Trellis, thank you. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, as soon as he told Stella, not that there's anything wrong with him say, you know, saying, Oh, I can do this, but as soon as he said, Hey, I think I can climb up that thing, I'm thinking, Oh god, here we go. Carter Carver's <laughs> gonna be all annoyed that he didn't think of that first this time and doing <laughs> a whole other thing. Yeah, I don't I feel like he's just concerning himself with things he doesn't need to be concerning himself That's with. That's exactly it. Like, there's no... Do your job. Mm-hmm. You know, and trust just, Stella to do hers. They don't need mm-hmm. to compete. Don't compete. I mean, you have a lieutenant already. What, are, what? How much higher you think you're going to go right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You need to get along with your people. But anyways, back to this heartbreaking storyline, by the way. Mm-hmm. This was a really, I mean, Med was pretty deep too this week, but Fire, Fire was pretty deep as well. This um, call, I can't think of the word, this call, they think that the doors jammed at first, right? But they think it was jammed? Well, yeah. it probably was jammed, but not by accident. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, we see later that he's shut it closed with the plywood. That's what I kind of thought it was when they said it was Jim. I was like, oh, but I didn't think See, it was going to be that. Think about it. I didn't think I didn't even think about that. <clears throat> but this he gets up there. This man is suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought Gallo had him. I kind of was too. like right there with Gallo. Like he was like, I, I thought I had him. like I, I feel I, like Gallo was like he was this close. Yeah. Like to getting him, I was just so sure. I was like, okay, like this is gonna be a huge win. Like, mm-hmm. way to go, Gallo. Ugh. I mean, oh, I was really surprised when the guy jumped. I was really surprised. No, so even when he jumped, I was certain that the police had gotten there by then and had set up some kind of. I don't know, Matt, or, you know, one of those, like, yeah. bouncy house-looking things underneath. Bouncy and I was like, house. oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though? Those big, you know. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. But I was convinced that there was going to be a Matt, and he was going to jump into that. And we're like, okay, he's good. Everything's yeah. fine. But then it just kept focusing on Gallo. I'm like, come on, move on. Show us the part where yeah. everything's okay. And he's I'm okay. Like, 
I'm like, oh gosh, well, I don't think it's okay. Unfortunately, Chicago wanted to be real, real, real this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really wanted to, you know, break our hearts over and over and over again this week. Oh, and the honest somehow. the honesty that came out of Gallo in that conversation, because that's all he did. He just provided this guy some really real honesty. Mm-hmm. And it came through in what Carver and Stella were hearing. It made Stella sad, but then Carver started to understand this other layer to Gallo that yes, he does do things that appear reckless. Yes, he does love the thrill of firefighting, but I think he was seeing that as a detriment when you should love and be passionate about what you're doing, especially if it's something as dangerous as this, because Mm -hmm. if you don't love it, you are going to get yourself or somebody else killed. And that he realized during this conversation that Gallo had with this guy, that this is really what it is for Gallo is he's just very, very passionate about what this job is and about saving people, no matter what it costs him. And this cost Gallo a lot. I did really appreciate the fact that, Carver noticed this. Mm-hmm. Well, Mouch put it out. out to him. Yeah. Or no. Was it Mouch? Who did Herman? Herman. Was it? They were standing by the coffee machine. Who was that? No, they were. It was when he walked out because it was when he was on the floor and he was hitting the punching bag by the squad table. Oh, oh yeah. Um, who was that right next to him? It might have been Cruz. I don't know, but I they said, but they said to Carver, which I thought it was weird that they said it to Carver. They yeah. looked at him and said, get your boy. My it, boy. Was someone from, it was someone from squad for sure yeah that's what i'm kind of thinking but i don't remember who cruise i mean it had to have either been Severide or cruise because yeah. that's not a tony yeah. or Kath thing no no it was yeah it was either cruise or Severide. so somebody did i mean carver did kind of he was watching him but i don't think he really realized the depth of it until they pointed it out to him when he was beating the crap out of that punching bag yeah that poor punching bag i was a little nervous though about and even gallo said i don't really think i like your style carver <laughs> so i hope this doesn't become a regular thing because i'm not really a huge fan of carver off duty and i i really I really like i really like gallo off duty i don't want gallo to become off duty carver same i don't want him to start having a problem like carver has because no. i i don't care what carver says he has a problem Mm-hmm. And there's, I feel like he, there's just some deep rooted issues that yeah. are, have, have not been taken care of that he's just burying down deeper and deeper mm-hmm. and deeper. And it's, I mean, it's not going to end very well. He goes looking for fights. He goes looking for a mm-hmm. physical way. It's, it's, and I'm in no way saying that this is not a really a hard issue, but it's like cutting for Carver. This going out looking for fights and getting drunk like this. It's the same effect that a person who cuts out of their despair, depression, it's the same thing that what Carver is doing. And so the only benefit there was the talk he had with him on the curb when he said, if you want to cry, then cry. Like that conversation was good. It's the whole rest of the night that I had an issue with. Yeah. But he got to cry at the end. He did. I think, I mean, it ended up being like a good place at the the end. Mm -hmm. And that's, I guess half what matters <laughs> i don't want to say all that matters because the, self, the, the self-medicating with alcohol i mean if that's what we're going if that's the path we're going to see gallo go, go towards then no thank you no no i'm not a fan i'm not a fan of that either especially since he has such a healthy relationship with ritter and with violet who have yeah. both experienced pain do <laughs> 
find someone healthier. <laughs> can you can you not do this to Galo right now, yes. please? Thank right? you. I think that maybe part of it was to give us an inroad to discuss Carver's past because that has to be coming at some point, right? Like they aren't just going to keep haunting us with this and then never telling us because that's they've sort of what it feels it, like. They've been dangling it in our face for eight episodes. Yes. What episodes? Is this eight now? episodes. Eight, yeah, eight episodes. Every episode. In our face. And I'm sick of it. It's like, just give us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even need the whole story. Just give us a snippet of it so we can understand why oh, okay. yeah. just begin to understand why he is the way he is that's my thing i i don't feel like i'm like can like him all the way but exactly. until i know him mm-hmm. and i can't know him if i don't know his backstory yeah can't just dangle somebody in front of us and, be, and just catch on we don't mm-hmm. trust people like that anymore right. and i like ruined him. us <laughs> i like him when he's decent but he's only decent every other episode yeah. So, I, like, I can't make up my mind because they keep yep. taking away the good parts and then giving me bad parts, but then give me the good parts again. Like, stop it. <laughs> I know. It's like, I like him. I don't like him. I like him. I don't like him. <laughs> like, what is their end goal with making us that dizzy with the, I like him. I don't like him. I like, I don't understand what the point of that kind of writing is. I'm I not a writer. They want us to get so invested get in the it. story. Like, they think they want us to be hungry for carver the only thing i'm invested in is for them is for the writers to figure out where we're going with carver because i i really don't care if it's one way or the other i just need somebody to pick something Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with you right there thankfully we got some humor this episode because i feel like we really needed it and we can always count on uh, herman for that humor Herman and Mouch, man. Yep. <laughs> a dynamic duo, I'm telling you. I knew that as soon as the episode started with that stop sign came up, I was like, uh-oh, here we go. Oh, I knew it would come to bite him, to bite him in the butt at the end. I'm like, this is gonna come back to get him. This whole thing's hilarious. Reminded me when they wanted that, that little library outside the firehouse. Oh, was the Mouch one that little library and then Mouch who set it on fire? <laughs> by leaving his glasses in there <laughs> yep <laughs> and he had kelly investigated and everything and he's like are these your glasses investigation closed <laughs> exactly what this was <laughs> oh my gosh and i mean obviously we've got you know everyone running the stop sign but then I- i'm sorry we have a car in our town there there's a dummy cop in it and it-, it just parks in random places yeah. and it, obviously at first you're like oh oh wait but still your initial reaction because your father away is oh because it's never in the same spot this dummy wasn't there very long like he was still strapping it on with this car pulled up to take a picture like how did <laughs> how did you know from way back there that this was not a real cop because your initial reaction is ah and then yeah i know when you near it you're like oh wait no that's a dummy i can keep going as fast as i want <laughs> because they passed it by like 20 feet got out and took a selfie I'm like yes. how did they at first i was like what are they doing i'm like what's going on I'm like, i thought they were like steal it or something that's what i thought they were gonna do <laughs> were they so when they were first blew past this cop were they just trying to see if they could entice this cop to chase them like what what was your goal like what? i don't know what their end goal right was there here. <laughs> it was nuts so i mean that one drove me crazy too but i think i think that 
Mouch obviously got Trudy to do it because uh, Herman wouldn't let it go. <laughs> Herman <laughs> would not let Trudy rest. I almost think that when, because Mouch called him and said, you left this at the firehouse. I think that's why he did it. So that that Herman could get pulled over because he knew Trudy was sitting right there. <laughs> and then this could end. <laughs> And really, I think Mouch may have been doing Trudy a favor because you knew she had to enjoy every second. Oh, yeah. You think she her a ticket for she running not want to be there. sign that he had complained about. <laughs> and Herman gets so passionate about these causes and he called it wanton lawlessness. Like, okay, dude, take it down a notch. I agree. I get frustrated too, but... <laughs> and then Trudy, when she walked up to the car, she's like, you made me be here. I don't want to be here. You're getting a ticket. <laughs> and then and ends I it with to write a ticket because you made me be here. Then that's what I'll write the ticket for. <laughs> and at the end, she's like, tell Cindy, I've got something great for book club. I love that little ad. I love when she appears on fire. I love the idea of Trudy being at a book club. I don't know why, but it very much of I like the idea of Mouch and Herman's wives hanging out together. <laughs> I like it. I don't know. I just like it. I do too. And I mean, we also, this this episode did bring us, like, once we got past the Prima thing, which was the mm. only annoying thing about the episode. I mean, the Carver Gallo thing was annoying, but it was supposed to be annoying. So it fit. But we also got Brett. And I'm kind of, <gasps> I hope we get more of this with this too. Dylan guy. I really like him yes a lot and Me i was too. so like when brett was saying no at first i'm like no god she looks like she's so sad all the time let her have somebody and he's so handsome if you're not gonna bring that back <laughs> put her with somebody yes and this guy i mean ethan wanted her to be with this guy it's just so sweet oh like destiny you have to be with him like there you have to now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. there's no there's no question about it i do love and that he, they brought ethan in i know oh my gosh evan, evan. yeah not evan. ethan evan i was so confused That's my bad. I'm like, oh man i'm thinking med <laughs> it's i was like ethan? e it's an e name evan sorry ethan evan they're the same i knew who i was talking about Obviously, I'm not reading my notes, <laughs> but it was so sweet. She's when he would look so nervous sitting in that restaurant, and she was so nervous. And as soon as she saw him be nervous, she's like, "Okay." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just so. That was such a sweet little touch. Yes, that they but did. I, I love. I, I love how it. excited Violet was about mm-hmm. it too, because you know she's obviously had. A rough couple episodes even though she was even though on the outside she was getting a lot better you Mm -hmm. could tell she really really needed a happy ending (laughs) she needed a win whether it was for her or for brett Mm -hmm. so i mean she really got invested in this so it was nice to see her so excited about brett you know going on a date and she even said to brett you know you're worried that this is gonna be evan but heaven is already everywhere it doesn't matter if you're this guy with this guy or not and yeah. sometimes it makes me happy sometimes it makes me sad but he is already everywhere and i yeah, like that exactly. she said that i also i do love that i thought it was so sweet that brett was actually facetiming her on her way to go see this guy and i know that brett was like do you think this is the wrong sort of outfit but then 
he's dressed very similar to how she's dressed. And I was like, it's perfect. He it is. Sylvie together. Brett needs someone who's that sweet and that mm-hmm. nice and that chill as she is. Yep, exactly. She she needs it. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like Matt was pretty like soft and sweet too. I mean, I'm not but... a huge Matt fan. Oh, I like Matt. I didn't dislike him. I'm just not a huge Matt fan. Oh, see, I liked him. I wasn't. I, I mean, he was never like my number one, but I love him. But I know you love him. Uh, I don't really miss him terribly. Now that he's been gone a while, I'm not like yeah. miss so much. Mm-hmm. I agree. I... But you know, the, the fall finale preview is going to be, it, it looked good. It looks intense, which is, you know, we kind of want it all to be that way. I don't like it when they do fall finales with the cliffhanger though. So I hope we don't get that. Oh, I like it to be just not. a really, really intense episode. If we have to wait like a few weeks or like a month, I don't like cliff. I don't, I don't like waiting. Is no, my they, issue. I'm not real patient. I'm not either. I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't think they will. But nothing better happen to Stella. That's all I gotta say. Ooh, the look on Kelly's face though when you find Stella in there. Amanda is going to riot if something Ooh. bad happens. I mean, I will too. My daughter will write Dick Wolf a very strongly worded letter if anything happens to Stella. Uh, there will be a, there will be a lot of spelling errors. And the sentences might sound weird, but she will write one. <laughs> Me too. Mine too. <laughs> so it showed the spelling errors. <laughs> it showed a grenade in a guy's. I didn't realize it was in his leg, but there was a grenade in the guy's leg that didn't detonate. So they had to send in. They can't send in everybody. They just have to send in a few. And it's Stella and is it Carver who goes in there? Stella and Carver. Mm, darn. Oh. <laughs> You realize that if Carver dies, then likely Stella also dies. So let's no, hope that Carver no. stays alive. They're going to be working together. How, they're not going to be far apart. So if he's going to throw him. himself on top of Stella, and everybody be fine. So he goes out a major. He death goes out a hero. We've already had a major death. Like we, they usually only do one a season. Yeah, I don't think anything is going to happen to either one of them. Knock on wood. I think she might get hurt, but I mean, Stella's already been in the hospital. She's already had. A big big problem. So let's not let's not do that again. That was back in season seven. Maybe she's due for another round. <laughs> nah, stop it. New material. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe this will be a way for Stella to show that her position is well earned and well deserved, and Carver will start to fall in line, and maybe this will cause him to open up and say, "You know what? I think I can trust you with my past. So let me tell you what happened." I hope so. And we're going to move on to PD now because um, we don't want to talk about Stella getting hurt anymore because we're not as sadistic as Eve is. <laughs> this PD episode was pretty great too. <laughs> I do yeah. like it was cleared up right away uh, because, you know, this whole season, and I feel like I don't think we've done this to this extent in previous seasons. It's usually full ensemble, but this whole season we've been getting character specific episodes and I really enjoy that on the PD I did too. A lot. I've been enjoying it. <clears throat> I did. Because last week we were wondering in the preview, she's like, I was shot there too. We're like, but wait, like on your body? Or where in the <laughs> warehouse? Like, but, what do you mean you were shot there too? What does that mean? Because I thought, what a weird thing to say to someone. Oh, I was shot in the exact same place. Like, but, but that's what she meant. She meant shot in the same exact part of my body. It was 
it was weird and disturbing. This was a weird, disturbing call. This, but it was an interesting storyline, and it was a nice break from the child sex traffic ring. Yep. Because I can't, I can't do that one every week. Can't do it. Not that I want to do serial killers every week either. I mean, it's not like we have a lot of great options for PD, but sex yeah. trafficking or <laughs> serial killers. You have to pick one wording. Serial killers. Yes, it'll be serial killers every time. Yeah. No, I actually enjoyed this episode I because a lot. I, I mean, how often do you really get a serial killer thing on mm-hmm. any of our shows? You really yes. don't. And it's the psychology that goes into yes, it. Yes, Figuring exactly. out the why they would possibly do this, what makes them tick. And that's what I love about PD that I think is really good and a standout thing is the thing Voight always says, find out the why so we can find out the who. Yep. And that's that's my favorite part about this is finding out the why. Mm-hmm. And so- exactly. I mean, and why I, do you think I love doing true crime? Exactly. It's because it's the psychology behind- mm-hmm why do people do this like what what on earth can lead you right to do this like people in trial reason of insanity and every single time i'm just sitting there going i'm sorry but i feel like you would have to be insane to do what you did yes i mean unless it was like a complete accident i i understand that but if you actually murder somebody you're not sane (laughs) So <laughs> there's something wrong with you. There's definite wickedness. It's not normal. <laughs> there is, I mean, it's human reaction, human nature not to heal somebody. Mm-hmm. And there's my know, rant. <laughs> well, you're right, though. We kind of get into the psychology of why Kim does what she does because we start off with her home life, right? We start off with seeing Michaela and the sleepover, which I love seeing that part of her in, in Adam's I life. Know. It's, too. It feels so good and normal and natural to have them mm-hmm. all together as one unit. And they're taught I, I they are giving us some updates into the yep. other story. So I like how they're they are letting us know, hey, this isn't going anywhere. We haven't forgotten about it, but this is not the focus. Okay. And she gets called out. Okay. And obviously Hank is in the doghouse because he meets Kim at the scene where the commissioner is like, oh, yeah, he's a great, huge donor. He does all these fantastic things for us. <laughs> no yeah, longer guy. digging this chief. <laughs> I get a traffic cop. My mouth went. <gasps> oh, I don't like, know. Please, you can't say that to Hank. <laughs> I don't know that that's where you want Hank. Can you imagine that? Take a moment to imagine Hank as a traffic cop. I don't know. Thank you. I don't think anybody wants that. That no. is the scariest traffic cop of all time. Yeah, I don't. I if he pulled me over, I would immediately start crying. So, I would immediately. I I would say thank up. you for the ticket and please let me leave. <laughs> just give it to me. Thank you. Please, please just give me the ticket so I can go home and cry. Like. <laughs> Kim was the one who was originally called to the scene, though, for IDing this guy. And I forget the reason they said why they chose her, because it couldn't have been because they were shot in the same spot. Because that's a a weird reason (laughs) to choose someone for an ID. But I don't remember the reason. They said she said something to Adam about her name still being on 
file. So oh, that's right for that gang. That's right. That gang. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think because she'd done, like her name was in the like they found her name in the file mm-hmm. like in the casework for that gang right. i guess and that mm-hmm. that guy was in the gang this person okay yeah i remember that now and she you know through their through their work they find the car that was parked in front of the victim's house they find blood and duct tape in the truck they find it's all there still but the creepiest part was when they found um they were given the tip of look for the purple flowers and then they go down on that sewer and there's line, there's body after body after body with these almost like it was a, and I kind of thought, I didn't think it was going to be what it was. I I, I thought it was going to yeah. be like a satanic ritual of sorts because it was Same. like, the, I thought there was a pentagram on the, on the um, wood that was outside and then all the hanging, it looked like almost voodoo yeah. stuff. And then you go yeah. underneath and there's these flowers that are perfectly placed next to all these bodies that are lined up like, cool, you know. I just imagine the smell for a second. <laughs> just, Ew. I'm not laughing because this is funny. I'm laughing because I'm very uncomfortable thinking of what I'm thinking. But <laughs> it, I didn't, I, this case kept me guessing because I did, I had it set in my head. Oh, this is what it is. I know what it is. And then every little piece that came up, like I, I had to adjust my thinking. Yeah. So it kept me, it kept me guessing this case did. But, you know, it wasn't far from the grave where they found, you know, all the bodies. Like right next to it. Yeah, there was four, right? Was that all there was? Was just four? Yeah, I think it was four more bodies. Yeah, four more bodies. And they were, and it was so strange too of them being stabbed and then stitched up and then stabbed. I mean, that was very disturbing. Hold, like, what what rage is this person holding in? That's like, this was very disturbing. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, we know it's a serial killer because there's a pattern, mm-hmm. right? They're all wealthy. They've all had break-ins with very little stolen before. And didn't one of the victims say, too, it was like he wanted us to know he broke in? And he just... Yeah. There was this window. A couple of them said there was a window open, but he broke in the back. Like, he wanted them to know. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Like, cool. Yeah. There's just... Just adds an extra layer of creepy to the whole case. Yes. How do you sleep after that? I wouldn't. I'm not Ow. there. <laughs> I'd have to sell the house and move right. Far away. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> they thankfully found that glove though. That was huge. Yeah. And that oh, no one else so stopped that up before. I know. Well, I don't think the guy who did it had nothing to, to fear because it was Tyler. Who was found? It was his yep. brother's glove. It was his brother's DNA. So I wonder if he took that because it was his brother and it could keep him safe no matter what. Maybe. Or if he was just like it, I need the supplies. Here it is. But his brother was in, obviously Tyler was in St. Yeah. Louis when it happened. He was so in St. It wasn't Louis, him. he wasn't even there. So he no. was immediately kind of um, oh, the wife when out. he got it when Tyler got arrested, his poor wife. Oh. Whew. Man, she was freaking out. Can you? Oh, I can't imagine that. I would, I would be in tears, especially because I mean they were not happy cops who came and arrested him. No, they were not. <laughs> friendly, especially when the wife came down the stairs, like coming at them. Like, what are you? What are you doing? Have you never seen a cop show of any capacity? You don't <laughs> charge the police officer. 
What is the matter with you? It always ends badly 100% yes. of the time. Always. She's going like to have human fence marks. Yeah. She's going to have permanent fence marks in her cheek now. That's on you, lady. Sorry. If the police are coming to arrest me, my first thought is not go. My first reaction is not going to be rush the police. No. No. <laughs> I'm Granted, not gonna... I'm terrified of getting in trouble, so I just be like, "Okay, take me now." <laughs> Even so, like, I can take me. My thought wouldn't be, "I can take them." No. First of all, there's like three of them. They all have guns and bulletproof vests on. No, I cannot take them. Couldn't even take <laughs> one of them unarmed. Like, no, <laughs> that lady was small. What are you gonna do? Exactly. <laughs> but the team they were they were questioning Tyler's a suspect. But then there's another robbery that happens while he's in custody. That's, you know, because I think Voight and Kim were both, they didn't, they weren't buying his story in full. Even though his alibi checked out, they weren't buying it. So when the other robbery happened while he was there, it sort of solidified that for him. Yeah. I knew as soon as she came up there and was asked if he was in custody, I was like, uh oh, something happened. Uh-oh. <laughs> it just accidentally became this guy's alibi. <laughs> That poor guy, though, this new guy when his wife got taken. (gasps) That was insane. She was on the phone with Kim. They were so close. I mean, that was that was upsetting. Mm -hmm. That was that was irritating. Torres, though, I say this every week, but I like him more and more every week he's on this show. Who? Torres. Oh, Oh, I'm in love with him already. Mm -hmm. Like, absolutely all right yeah he's he's climbing up there for me like he really, sprinted really from like the him. bottom of that parking garage to the top in record time and i just yeah i, I did just like he's awesome he is awesome i did like how excited he got with the guy in the mask though that made me i know he wasn't like he wasn't like yay but just the way his voice came out it made me i don't know why but it made me laugh he's like <laughs> look there's a guy there's a guy the mask <laughs> Just the way he said it, it was so funny. I win, I win, I found it. That's what it felt like. <laughs> and obviously Kevin chases him and he loses him. And it just, it was, mm-hmm. it was hard to, and you have to know they took that hard because they are now aware he has the victim and they were yeah. so, so, so close. They had her on the phone. They were just missed her by like seconds. That has to be so hard and difficult and yeah, a whole manner of other things. This husband has got to be freaking out because now they have to tell him. Hey, we lost your wife. Yeah, well, she's already super confused. Mm-hmm. And now he's freaking out because he's like, my wife? What's wrong with my wife? What's going on? I really thought they go- they would have gotten to her in a time. Mm-hmm. And they did. They did. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, I thought Eventually. they were. I was hoping they would get to her like right there in the parking garage. I'm like, okay, they're going to get her. She's going to be fine. And then she wasn't there. <laughs> it was so close. But it leads us to Mark Hansen. Mm-hmm. and all the bad things, things in stole. his apartment <laughs> all the things he stole dummy at least put it like in a storage unit or something <laughs> and you know i get that psychotic breaks are caused by trauma i get that this guy had his mom was killed in a horrible way and yeah i get that it's it's infuriating there was this case with a um a kid, I think it might have been in Texas, this like 16-year-old who killed a bunch of people because he was driving ripped, rip-roaring drunk, but his parents are super wealthy, 
And mm-hmm. so they got him off. I remember him. Yeah. Was that in Texas? The redheaded kid? It was him and his mom. And then his, him and his yeah, mom. Yeah, no, I remember the whole story. They I watched the trial. Yeah. And they escaped to like Mexico. And mm-hmm. he never had to. It's frustrating. I'm yeah. not even in that. And it's maddening. And it's infuriating. And these people need to have justice. But killing innocent people is not justice. It's you need to find a workaround. You need you need to talk to somebody. But that, that was what it was. is because the CEO, he killed their mom because he was drunk and there was no consequences for him and he ended up dying of pancreatic cancer two years later so i mean there sort of was justice but to this guy no no justice was served i need to make them all pay i i I need to i need to take this in my own hands and it's curious i wish they and this is not what the show is about but i wish that we have more backstory to how he found this greek religion and this like how he got connected to it and what that process was like that's what i really wanted to know was how how did you find out about this did mm-hmm. you just like search what religions justify serial killings like what what was your process there how did you get here and what because he clearly did i how to get away with <laughs> he clearly Great by show. the end believed in his in this religion he believed in it mm-hmm. so it's not just like it was a I think I could use this to justify like he actually believed in it. And it's just such, it, it's such a depiction of how, when you are feeling that much trauma and you don't talk to someone, how it can completely alter what you are capable of believing in and what you're capable of doing. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense too. And I'm just, this is a little plug I'm going to put in here. Um, I know that fire had a suicide on it and I know this, I mean, he, this guy was about to kill himself. Mark was mm-hmm. about to kill himself. That was his whole plan. At the end, you were going to kill he, you kill yourself. Yep. If you are struggling with mental illness or you're struggling with thoughts of depression or of suicide, we do have, if you look in our podcast description, we do have um, a, te- a telephone number that you can call or a website that you can visit where there's 24-hour help and you're not alone in this. You, you Please don't feel like you have no one you can turn to because talking about it and getting it out is so vitally important and- you are loved and you are wanted here. So um, please Absolutely. look at that number and look at that website and don't hesitate to reach out if you are feeling those things. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, luckily, luckily they find Mark and the victim and uh, it's Adam and Kim who find the house that he's at. And that was like, I had my kids <laughs> watching PD with me and I'd be like, look at mommy, look at mommy. Like, why? Just, <laughs> I don't know. Just keep looking at mom. What's happening? I don't know what's happening yet. I just want you to look at me. That's all I want. <laughs> I, I feel something coming. Because <laughs> I thought I actually, see now on fire, I was completely blindsided by the guy jumping. I am. Uh, in PD, I absolutely thought that guy was going to shoot himself in the face. Of course he I tried to, but I thought he was going to be successful in it and I did not want my children to see that. So yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I definitely thought we were going to have two. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh man, what happened this week, Dick? <laughs> <laughs> that name does not lend itself well <laughs> to statements. I know I asked for a crossover, but not this way. And just oh. to be very, very clear to everyone listening, we're well, allowed we're to call laughing. him Dick because his name is Dick Wolf. We're not like making a phallic slur here. It's this is his name is I mean we that was sort of the implication there, but his name is Dick Wolf, all right? <laughs> Richard. Richard, yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but he they find him and i actually thought though i i think it was because it came after fire and so I was like all right yeah woman's dead yep. this guy's gonna kill himself and yep exactly and they found her alive kim forgets her gun and this i was like what yes that's a big that's a big thing for a police officer to mm. do is it not like a huge deal i don't know especially working in intelligence mm-hmm. how do you, i know that she's going through a lot but it's like how does it get so it has to be bad for her to completely forget her gun yeah because that has yeah. to be that has to be a natural instinct you know mm-hmm. you're on your way out of the station to go you know to a house you grabbed your gun mm-hmm. and we're still yeah. like she didn't leave it in the safe she genuinely misplaced her loaded firearm like yeah. that's that's a that's big a problem, problem. Yeah. big problem and even worse i mean she couldn't go help her partner obviously there's no way adam's letting her into that house like are you no. insane but well, she hears she the gunshots. Yeah, she runs. She hears. I don't know what she. She didn't have anything. She didn't even have. She didn't even grab a stick. She had nothing. Ah! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just run around. Nothing. She hears gunshots and she runs in, not only blind but without a weapon of any kind. But I mean, what is she gonna do? She's not gonna sit outside when a her partner, b the love of her life, is inside potentially getting shot at. Yep. But she finds him with the victim and she's able to put pressure on the wound the way she did kind of for herself. So it was, she's reliving this moment from when she was shot while she's helping this woman relive this moment or be in this moment. And Kim is really struggling to separate the two by the end. She is. Especially when Mark comes home and then she, Adam has to Mm. leave her. All she's thinking about is the, the pain and the torment that she had. Um, And Adam convinces her. And I don't like, this is the crazy thing about her and Adam's relationship, their partnership as police, because she somehow knew that she had to keep this woman silent and she had to be silent while, and she didn't know Adam was upstairs convincing this guy. Yeah, she's dead. They're, they're dead and gone. She had no idea he was doing that, but they just automatically knew what the other was going to do. And they worked together to do that. And that's when Adam kind of was like, jumped in before he could shoot himself. And then he hears them and he's like, you lied to me. How dare you lie to you? I'm sorry, dude. You killed five other people? Yeah. You have no right to know anything. I think it's pretty okay that he lies to you about whether or not your sixth victim is dead. Yeah. like you. Tr- it's like you murdered five people, tried to murder a sixth one, but I'm so sorry I lied to you. That wasn't okay. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's on me. I, I apologize. <laughs> that's my bad. I shouldn't have lied when, you know, trying to arrest you for, you know, multiple murders. While saving your life. Mm. And, you know, Adam does, because their partnership is so good, Adam does realize there's something going on with Kim. And he tries to get her to talk about it, but she doesn't, she's not ready. And I think that if he can get her to talk to somebody, because this is going to keep haunting her until she talks about it with somebody. You gotta, you can't hold this stuff in. So, I mean, she's not ready to deal with her issues, and what she does, like what everybody on this intelligence team does, <laughs> been watching Haley do it for weeks, she throws herself into more work. Because, you know, yep. when you're at a place where you're forgetting your firearm and don't even know where you put it, sure, thing is to work harder. Work she, goes to, <laughs> she goes to help Haley. Or because that's obviously the problem. You're not working hard. Exactly. Enough. 
And Haley's obviously working on the Sean case because Hank said to her, I put in five days vacation, spend it how you want. Obviously that means, oh, work? Okay. So <laughs> Haley's been working on the case and Kim goes to help her, which I'm glad she does. Yeah. Because she finds the loophole. For ooh, peace. Ooh, peace. Ooh, ooh. I mean, really, when you're working on these cases, you need fresh eyes. You can't, there's a point where you're going to go blind because you can't, you're just looking at the same thing over and over and over again and it stops connecting to other things. You need fresh eyes. I loved Kim and Haley working together. I don't mm-hmm. know why exactly, but I was like, this is really fun. Yes, I agree. Because they're two baddies. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's I really why. like Haley this season a lot. I haven't liked her much at all, but I really like her this season. I don't know. She's going up and down for me. <laughs> there's some days I really love her, and there's some days I just I'm, I'm get frustrated with her. I never mm-hmm. dislike her. But I yeah. get frustrated just, with her sometimes. It's like I want to shake her. <laughs> I've just liked her for a long time. So I'm really relieved that I actually like her mm-hmm. season. She's That's not my right. favorite mm-hmm. yet, but I'm not disliking her anymore. But my problem with her used to be that she just seemed so like she felt like she was above everybody else. Yeah. And she felt like she could talk down to other people she knew better than everybody else, even on a team. No, I'm better you will listen to whatever I had. Like, I didn't like that. You're on a team. Yeah. Be a team player. And that was my whole issue with her. And I don't, she's a team player this season. So yeah, she's gotten a lot better about that. Mm-hmm. But you know, on the call that we talked about in the beginning, um, they bring up Milwaukee, which is, you know, my, my neck of the woods. So I always like, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I know what place they're talking about. They talk about <laughs> Mackinac Island in one of these before. I'm like, ah! used to go there all the time. I know where that is. I feel like a I celebrity something that I've been on. <laughs> but she connects that. And that's why Kim, or that's why Haley needed fresh eyes because Kim heard the conversation with Adam about Milwaukee and then was able to step in there and then see Milwaukee. And so she was able to bring that new piece for Haley. Yeah. Which I think was much needed. Mm-hmm. They needed, she needed to find a connection. Yeah. Did anyone else think, because the way she was talking about Milwaukee and the way she was saying, well, that's where his dad used to took him. I thought that he was sexually abused by his dad for a minute. I thought that's where they were going. I, with I didn't catch that. No, I didn't catch that either, but I can see why you went there. Yeah, I understand. I didn't go there, but I understand how you went there. Mm-hmm. Because it's... It would make the, sense, yeah. The link was that's where he used to go with his dad all the time. And if that's where he's taking the kids... I mean, there has, if you're looking for the why trauma induces this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We still don't really, unless that's, was it his mom? You think that was buried there? Cause his mom died. I think right? So yeah. So maybe, I he, think so. Maybe dad killed the mom or Sean accidentally killed the mom. And that's when all this, that's when he started getting into drugs. And then from there it went on to more depraved things. Maybe. I think the dad is guilty here. I think the dad did something and Sean knows about it. Maybe because the dad is in there somehow. I don't want him to be because I, I actually do like this sheep. So I'm kind of hoping it's that Sean accidentally murdered his mom when they were up there. Or maybe he even saw his mom having an affair with someone else and he went into a rage and killed her something. I don't know. Maybe. Do we know how long ago? I don't remember. I just it had to, I think it was 
or maybe his mom fought him on drugs. I was gonna say maybe it was before he was on drugs, but maybe he was already on drugs at the time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're given it. I think we'll be given a timeline next week. Yeah, but I don't think we have one yet. Two weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be on. So they do find a shed, a body in the shed where there's mushrooms growing there, and how convenient mm-hmm. that there were two shovels just sitting right there. I know. <laughs> I honestly laughed at that too. <laughs> It's almost like he planted them there. It's like, you know, in case the police drop by. I just want to help them out. Make their job easier. I'll just, I'll just put a shovel here and let's throw in an extra, you know, just in case. I may be a trafficker, but I am a team player. And I really want to be caught. So let's just make it nice and easy. Maybe part of him does want to be caught. You know, hopefully now that we found this body, we can tie up this Sean case in the fall finale because I don't want this to drag on into that. I'm so tired of Sean. Mm-hmm. But so I cannot I cannot wait to see him brought down. I'm excited Same. for that. I'm real excited for it. Same. And I want Haley to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I want Haley and Voight mm-hmm. to bring him down. Although in the preview, that's why I think maybe Sean did something. Because in the preview, the dad looked confused at the body being there. And he looked surprised. Yeah, I didn't watch the but- preview where but where it in the preview they show they bring the chief there and show the body and it's hank and Haley and Mm -hmm. kim showing the chief the body if your wife died and that's her body what did you bury dude yeah nothing that's the one loose end that i think maybe the dad could have because he had to have known that his wife wasn't in anything Unless she just went missing. I don't see. I don't. That's my problem is I don't remember what the story with the mom is. If she went missing or if she died. I don't know what they believe or what the chief thinks. If the chief thinks she just left them, which I feel like might be true. I feel like I need to go back and rewatch like to when the sex trafficking storyline started and just go back and rewatch those scenes. Just to hear what the chief says about Sean, because I think that's what he says about the mom. So check out our Chicago Facebook group. It's One Chicago Chicago Family Fan Club. So join us over there. We're I think we're finishing up our firefighter. Is today the last? No, today's not the last day. What's no, last we day still have that? a few more days. Go vote. Severide is up right now. Today is Severide is up. It might be done for today, but keep them in there. Keep it going. Don't forget to check mm-hmm. out our socials, and we'll see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, Family Fan Club 2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.